mamas, mamas. <laughs> Baby mamas, mamas. Yeah, go like this. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Twisted with your boy, with your homeboy, Sam Tripoli. That was on ACDC, Black Sabbath, and Queen Mashup. You can find that on you can find that on YouTube under John Beck. So enjoy that. I know you guys like the mashups. I like the mashups. That's how I like to open the show. So it is what it is, homeboy. How are you guys? What up, yo? I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Uh, we have a uh, we, I have a whole fun episode for you. I appreciate all the kind words when it comes to uh, you guys liking the last episode. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. Real quick, me and Pollyanna chilling in my hot box. We call it my house. My house's windows are all closed because it's Thursday, and that is leaf blowing Thursday. Not just once, but twice during the day. I get a I get a army of leaf blowers walking up and down the stairs in front of where I live at all these different times. And you know, I don't hate anybody people doing a job, but you gotta do it twice. You gotta do it twice during the day? Twice? What happened to mops, by the way? What happened to brooms? How come nobody uses brooms anymore? It's a broom! Are you getting anything wrong? Are you really cleaning anything? Are you really cleaning anything? Well, leaf blower. Anyways, oh. yay, we're here. We're going to have a fun half an hour. This could be a half an hour. It could be an hour. I got a bunch of shit to talk about. So we shall see uh, really quickly. Dates out of the gates. I am going to be once again at Plant Hollywood, Sin City Theater, doing the Naughty Show. We had our best week ever last week, and hopefully this week we'll have an even better week because it's UFC 202. If you're going to be in Vegas, you love the podcast, you love Punch Drunk, you love uh, the Naughty Show, you love the International Bad Boys, come down, man. Check out the show. I got a killer lineup, man. Bunch of people in town all want to do spots, so uh, we're going to rock out with our cocks out. Go to The Naughty Show LV. You can go to TheNaughtyShowLV.com or TheNaughtyShowLasVegas.com. Grab your tickets. No show. No two shows are ever the same. I just go and I crush it. It's a lot of fun, man. I've been having a lot of fun doing this. i got to be honest with you, man. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun talking mad shit to people. It's been fun. So, uh, with that said... Uh, come check it out. And then next week, next week, everybody, if you're in the Midwest, Minnesota, I will be at the House of Comedy Wednesday through Thursday spitting high-level quality dick jokes for you and your Christian friends. We're going to rock it. We're going to rock it, man. Okay, the leaf blower seems gone. So come out. You can get those uh, tickets at the House of Comedy, MN.com, I believe. Just look up House of Comedy, Minnesota, grab your tickets, an hour of filthy power. That's how it goes. Hour of power. It's going to be Murder Fest 
2006. And uh, it's going to be very exciting. So thank you for checking out, checking in, listening to my show. Tonight in L.A. is Guns and Roses is playing at Dodger Stadium. I want to go see this concert so badly. And guess what? I'm going to go see the concert. I'm going to go watch it. Because you know why? I've been wanting to see Guns N' Roses my whole motherfucking life, man. Now, here's the issue. My old lady, Dana, who I love to death, okay? She doesn't know if she can make it to go to the concert. So, because she's working, she doesn't know if she can get out in time. Which she is hinting means I can't go. Come on, man. This is Guns and motherfucking Roses, dude. These are the guys who whooped the little ass. Fun fact. Here is a fun fact that makes this story so fucking interesting. Dana, if you guys get the big book on MTV, the cool guys or those guys or something like that. I forget what it's called, but someone did a book about the early years on MTV. Dana is actually in the book. She just got hired out of college, okay? She was she was an intern, but she's really lo- low down on the tone pole over there. She was like looking for new acts. That was her job, which I'm sure meant going out, doing coke, fucking musicians. Yes, you gotta come to grips with this, dude. Your lady got chock full of cock at some point. It's fine. It's fine, dude. It's fine. Am I the only one who thinks this? Ah, uh, who wants the seventy-two virgins? Who wants those seventy-two virgins and? In heaven, right? Give me about 50 virgins and 20 filthy sluts. You know what I'm saying? I don't want a girl going, ah, don't do that. I want a girl going, now, go, now. Why are you asking? Yes, duh, blank check, hit it. That's what I'm looking for, okay? So anyways, Dana was out in the scene, and she came upon this band that was kind of unknown, that was starting to get big, Guns N' Roses. This is a true story. She had to com- she went to her boss about putting Guns N' Roses concert on MTV. They were very resistant to it at first. They didn't want to put them on. So they basically said to Dana, "We'll put these guys on, and if you if they suck, it's your job." Dana laid it all on the line, and the rest is history. Basically, I'm dating the woman that fucking helped. Guns N' Roses blow up. So my point being, I want to go see the fucking concert, man. It's my favorite. Dude, I got to tell you, Guns N' Roses is up there with my favorite concerts of all, my favorite bands of all time. Without doubt. Without a doubt. Okay? Without a doubt. Uh, do you guys remember the first CD you ever bought? This is how old I am. Do you guys remember the first Cassette tape you ever bought. The first piece of music you ever bought. Do you remember that? I do. I remember exactly who they are. And it was, drum roll please, Guns N' Roses and L.A. Guns. That's who. Those two bands. I don't know why I bought L.A. Guns. I just saw Guns. And I'm like, dude, I need to get more Guns. I need all the Guns. I I got Guns with Roses over here. I just need some L.A. Guns. Putting cap in motherfuckers' asses. Because I had been mostly a hip-hop guy up to that point. Really, because I, I was a, I was a, I used to break dance. Had a mullet. I, break da- I was break dancing with a mullet. I was so white. My 
my street name was Wacky Fruit Bubblegum. How bad is that street name? You can't give yourself your own street name. And that's what I came up with. Because I didn't have any hard times. It was just me. Just me. And I couldn't windmill, dude. That was the one thing. I, that, was, that was a very honest moment right there. I never really told anybody about that. But I couldn't windmill. Everybody tried to teach me. I couldn't do it. I was built too weird. I had super long legs and I was, I was skinny at the time. Not that this fat guy with these sticks I have for arms. Like I, I'm like a weird T-Rex. But yeah, so Guns N' Roses is huge, so I want to go. But she can't, she, she doesn't know if she can go. So I shouldn't go? Should I not go? I think I should go. I think I should really fucking go. I'm going to go. I'm going to do it. Like if she wanted to go, I don't know, she likes rock. She's a rock girl. Let's say Bon Jovi's playing. I wouldn't mind seeing Bon Jovi. I wouldn't mind it. But let's say I couldn't make it. Go to see Bon Jovi, lady. Go see Bon Jovi. I don't need to go. Go enjoy it. Have a good time. Go see Bon Jovi, dog. Seriously, Dana. Go see Bon Jovi. I want to go see Guns N' Roses at Dodger Stadium. I just saw ACDC there before they kicked out kicked out the lead singer, cold-blooded style. Guys, like, I can't hear. Where's everybody? What do you mean the bus left? The bus already left? Gone. So I'm going to go see Guns N' Roses. Um... What is going on in my life, real quick? I like. I know you guys want this to be an hour, but I feel like people only listen to half an hour show, so we'll figure it out. Uh, proud to announce, a lot of you guys might have heard, might not have heard, uh, the Ari fight in Vegas does not seem like it's going to happen, and I don't blame Ari. Ari's shooting a special a week later, and he doesn't want me to fuck his face up. I wouldn't fuck his face up. I wouldn't. I, no. I mean, like, I, I like Ari. And people think we hate each other. I don't. I love Ari. I love him. You know he antagonized me. You know he tries to rile me up. Because you guys enjoy watching me having fucking meltdowns. Fucking meltdowns. So the fight isn't happening. But what is happening is me... Taking Thai boxing again. I'm back in the, I'm back in the gym... Was Thai boxing today, feeling really good about it, getting in there, working the muscle. Now, I'm over 40. I don't know how many people listening to this is over 40. If you guys are in your 20s, you really have no clue how good you have it. Like, women seem to have this sense of, like, if I hit a certain age, my life is over, which I don't agree. I don't agree with. If If all you're about is your looks, yes, then you're fucked. I had a fight with Annie. I already talked about this before in the last Twisted, but... Listen, a very hot chick is like a celebrity. She's a celebrity. She gets invited everywhere she goes. Everybody wants to make her fucking feel good. Like, I was doing a joke the other day. The most protected species on the planet is white women in America. White women in America are the most protected species on the planet. Everybody makes sure they're comfortable. Everybody make sure they're comfortable. Because that's the way only everybody gets their dick sucked. Right? Like, chicks don't suck dick when they're fucking uncomfortable. We're constantly trying to make them feel comfortable enough to blow everybody. Right? 
But, you know, as a man, they don't really talk about when you hit 40. 40's an interesting age. You don't real Guys, if you're in your 20s, you'll never realize until you hit 40 the power of 20-year-old dick. 20-year-old dick, man. I mean, like, you just don't get because it seems like it's going to last forever. I remember being in Vegas, dude. I mean, it was just an ass-tapping fucking tour, man. Now it's just like, god damn. Like, I got a girlfriend, obviously. I'm not trying. But you can always tell when people, you start becoming fucking dad. Your dad. Your dad guy. Hey, dude, who invented dad guy? If I walked into a party of 20-year-olds, everyone would look at me like, who invited dad dude? Why is dad dude here? Why is Uncle Creepy in the fucking room? Hey, everybody, it's Uncle Creepy hanging out, making all the white girls uncomfortable. Guess that? Nobody's getting their dick sucked today. But, man, when you turn four, you just don't understand. I was just talking to my friend the other day. The power of 20-year-old dick. I mean, dude, you can very quickly bang a chick within 10 minutes of meeting her with 20-year-old dick. At 40, uh-uh, dude, you better have a fucking resume to put out there. <laughs> you better have a resume that they know of. And I don't care how good-looking you are at 40, 45, you're not 20-year-old dick. It's just the way it is, man. Just the way it is. Why did I just put a Starburst in my mouth when I'm trying to talk? What the fuck am I doing? Anyway. Let me swallow this. I started Thai boxing. And uh, even if you take a week or two off from working out, you feel it. Because when you turn 40, all you're doing is fighting off rigor mortis. Rigor mortis doesn't set in when you die. Rigor mortis is a slow build to just cement, basically. If you don't work out, your body is in the in the beginnings of atrophy. You are starting to solidify. The liquid that is your body is starting to coagulate. And you are going to eventually be a motherfucking statue. It is so hard to get it going. So when I go to Thai boxing class, I have to pick very specifically... I have to watch my peas again, Casper. Gotta watch my peas. You have to pick very specifically who you work out with. They have to be down with the fact that you are over 40, man. You have to get a guy who's over 42 or a fat fuck. Now, even young fat fucks think they're tough. They, they huff and puff, and then, like, they'll just try, like, for a two-minute spree of just going wrecking ball, like like a bull in a china shop, and then they almost die, and then they take it easy, and they breathe, and they sweat hard, sweat real fucking hard. So, like, when I go to Thai boxing class, I like to do the day job, day show, day, the day ones, because people are pretty let, excuse me, I like to do the day classes because people are more easy going down there. You all the dudes who are at night, like the six, seven, eight PM classes, they're all fighting for their supper. In their head, they're still in twenty and they think they have a chance for UFC gold. And they're always trying to fucking light you up. No matter how much you go, hey dude, I just started, I'm fat, I'm old, I'm over forty. They try to light you up. It is what they do. 
They love that. Like, dude, if you tell them, hey, man, I'm new, they don't hear, oh, take it easy. They hear, like, prime rib, fresh meat, kill him. Try this kick you've been trying to do that makes people shit their spleens. Try that. Try doing that on this new guy who has, like, and don't get me wrong, I've been taking Thai boxing since I was, uh, I've been taking martial arts since, fuck, man, like, fucking fourth or fifth grade, dude. I've been taking martial arts my whole life, dude. My whole life. I got a, almost a brown belt. I was supposed to take my brown belt test in Kung Fu, but I went to my graduation. And my Sifu, who I'm friends with on Facebook, which is great. You could see your old karate master be like, what's up, Sifu? Boom, you're gray. Bam, I'm fucking killing it. But I'm old and 40 now. Rigor Morris is setting in. But I've been taking, uh, I took kung fu class with this cat named Eric Nelson, I believe is his last name. He helped train John Jones. Small world! Small! Well! Hope that wasn't too loud. So, um, yeah, that's, so, I mean, like, everybody kicks my ass, dude. Everybody. Chicks. Chicks don't pull up. Chicks don't pull up. You're like, dude, okay, let's take it easy. I don't want to hit you too hard. Whack, whack. She's got, like, four kids. She doesn't want to fucking work in housekeeping anymore. So she's like, whack, whack. She's, like, trying to fucking kick. Again, fight for a supper. It's like, fuck, man. I'm just trying to lose my tits. I know I've talked about this before, but I have to say it again. So today I got this fucking Filipino with heavy hands. His name's Mark. He's like, he's a thick dude. Some dudes are thick. Some dudes are fat. There's a difference between thick. Have you seen thick? Where it's like, it all depends on how the fat is spread around. If it's spread like, just like, if it's all in one place, it's fat. Like if it's, if it's an abundance in your gut, you're fat. Okay, if it's like if it's in your neck, or you ever see the fucking hamburger, the the hot dogs on the hot dog neck, that's fat. Like Ralphie Mae's got like, and he's a great dude. I love Ralphie Mae. He's got a big midsection. That's why he's fat. It's a big. It's not proportionate. It's not like all throughout his body. This guy Mark the Fil- I think he's Filipino. We'll call him Mark the Filipino. He's proportionate everywhere. He's a thick dude got heavy hands so I worked out with him I mean I dude I one time I worked out with this guy who uh I worked out I did jujitsu with Eddie Bravo way back in the day with a dude who had fucking cerebral palsy man and this dude fucking choked me out man fucking crazy legs just getting to me bam trying to fuck choke me and he's just fucking choking dudes out that's a scary thing when you got crazy legs on you, you're like, this. look at this motherfucker right here. Look at, oh my God, he's out. It's like, oh, what's that boa thing? Oh no, he's up to my toe. Oh gee, he's up to my knee. Oh hell, heck, he's up to my neck, you know? That's how I felt with the guy with cerebral palsy. I'm sure you guys heard some of the uh, cars in the background. I'm living. So yeah, that's what I'm getting to. Which brings me to my next thing. I, I want to talk about you, UFC 202. But if you heard in the background, there was sirens, which is a daily thing. And that's just, that's just L.A., that's just Hollywood. It's, there are crazy people. They're cra- I'm crazy. I talk to myself constantly. I don't know if you guys do that. I talk to myself constantly. People are always 
fucking watching me talk to myself. And it's just like, I don't think it means you, I mean, I obviously I said I'm crazy and I am a little crazy. I don't think it's a sign of mental illness. We all hear, we all talk to ourselves. It's like what degree in which you talk to yourself. Are you just having that whisper in your head or are you having a full on conversation? I tweeted the other day a joker that uh, I talked to myself so much I had a roast battle in my head and lost. I lost the roast battle to the voices in my head. But that is, so I'm not judging anybody when I say they're crazy, but they're fucking crazy, okay? So I'm walking my dog the other day, Pollyanna, a.k.a. the poopy, okay? I was walking her, and she, uh, she we walked through this, uh, the, the Hollywood Bowl, which is a fam- famous amphitheater in L.A. It's famous. All the bands play. I saw Nine Snails there. I saw the worst concert of my fucking life there. 808s and Heartbreak. Bye. Bye. This is so funny. I, I t- tried to tell the story to Pitch Me the other day with uh, some super, the nicest dudes, very nice guys, my uh, manager and the guy I was pitching to. And, you know, LA's a very politically correct area. And I'm trying to tell this 808 and Heartbreak story about Kanye West, which I think you've heard before, where uh, I go to the concert, starts an hour late. The concert's only an hour. He has these, these, uh, these, all these guys on stage, and they're all dressed like runaway slaves. It's just the truth. But how do you say that in a podcast? I, I mean, excuse me, in a pitch meeting to somebody? How do you say, oh, yeah, there was these runaway slaves? And like, is that funny? Like, no, it's not funny that we enslaved people and they had to run away back in the day. But the funny part comes is these, they're on these bleachers, and there's all these guys just hanging, these, like, runaway slaves hanging out. And then all of a sudden, they just walk off stage. And as you, I said before, they say, no, this dude, this dude stands right in front of me. This homeboy, right in front of me, Ashy McGee, is right in front of me, dog. Right in front of me. And I'm like, off. Oh. I mean, you guys stand there the whole fucking concert? And he did for most of the fucking concert. Just fucking staring at me. And then, of course, I have every kid who went to the concert. We're so far back. We, we went to a concert in Hollywood, got seats in San Diego. That's how far away from the stage we were. This fucking ashy dude walks up to me and just stands right in front of me. And I'm like, dude, I'm trying to watch the show. He's like, I am the show. And then I got fat Asians and Mexicans taking pictures all around me. I can't see anything. I just dropped 50 bucks on a ticket about two, me and Dana. I can't even see this dude. And it was the worst concert because it just listened to Kanye West cry about how hard his life is. It's like, suck it, dick, dude. Come the fuck down. You bang Kim Kardashian. You asked for that. You probably fell for that fucking pink lemonade pussy of hers. <sighs> yeah. So that was that. I also saw Nine Inch Nails there, and it was the best concert I've ever seen. Not the greatest concert I've ever seen, but it was great. Greatest song I've ever seen live is... Well, the whole reason I'm telling you about the bowl. I, again, I'm not getting into Guns N' Roses shit again. So I'm walking my dog through this tiered parking, which is like these levels where people who are going to bowl can park. And like during the Oscars, that's where all the limos, all the limos park while they're waiting for people they brought to the Oscars. And so it's all, you'll see occasionally, I'll take pictures of it, put on Instagram. It's all just like, just like eight floors of limos, dude. It's fucking hilarious. So, you know, during the day, none's going on at the bowl. So I... I, I walk my dog there, and between you and me, I just let her shit there. You're in L.A., it's very uncool not, not to pick up your dog's shit. 
But in the ball, I say, fuck you. You make my life miserable. By I have to leave my house by 7 to get out of the bull rush. And I can't come home till midnight because they knock, they close off all the fucking door, all the uh, entrances to my area because they're releasing people from the concert. So I, it's a give and take. You take my freedom, come and go. I drop hot dog shit on your property. It's 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 a it's a it's a mutually agreed upon thing between me and myself, and not them. But I I I think they under they would understand. So, I'm walking my dog. Pollyanna's a loving dog. She's a little like she's a little too smart for her own good. I don't know if you know anyone here have a smart dog. Anyone got a smart dog? I can't stand smart dogs. I love my dog to death. She's staring at me right now. She knows I'm talking about her. I love her to death. But I I wish I had a dumb dog. She's too smart. Like, Pollyanna is like having a 13-year-old emo kid who is into basically uh, The Cure and, you know, all that sensitive white guy crybaby shit. That's my dog. Too cool for school. My dog would probably be on the yearbook staff taking pictures of everybody, playing Pokemon Now. Probably have questionable sexuality like everybody on the yearbook staff is. Anybody, everybody knows that. Didn't everybody in the yearbooks have always come out as bisexual? Not judging. Everybody likes their dick sucked. I'm not judging. But you know, it's just, that's what I'm saying. You know? She has a, definitely an emo kind of like hipster goth. Goth. That's what I'm looking for. The goth. She's an emo goth. She'd wear black, she'd wear black makeup. Or her quote in the yearbook staff is, I wear black on the outside because. That's how I feel on the inside. I had somebody in my yearbooks say that shit. I like, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're going to be 40 and read that and go, God damn, I was an asshole. I was an asshole. Yeah, I'm, I wear black on the outside because I feel black on the inside. What's wrong with you? Growing up in Cortland, New York, your life's so hard? Stop it. Stop it. You're stupid. Nobody likes you. Anyways, we're walking. I'm walking my dog through the tiered parking. And we're walking. She dropped, just dropped a hot dew, so I'm kind of trying to walk far. This is true, dude. This is fucking true. Out of nowhere, this... Out of nowhere, man. Out of nowhere. Some old dude who looks like fucking Gandalf the White Wizard on vacation. Because he was all white. White beard. White hair. All white. White shorts on. With like... White sneakers that could be best described as the new Steph Curry shoes. So he's wearing that and he's playing the flute aggressively. With ZZ Top glasses on, staring at me, just going. And like in my grill. And normally the puppy would go crazy. But she didn't. Because I'm about to lock the dog out again. Look, she's going to start barking at people. She's going to be outside. She doesn't... Normally she go fucking crazy. But even she was like, Look at this motherfucker right here. Look at this motherfucker right here. Um, we found... We found... Um, we found Pollyanna in like Compton. So I always assume she had... She has like that, that hood kind of dialect. Like, look at this motherfucker right here. Like, like world star hip hop kind of accent. Damn, dog. Look at this. And then she's just staring at this white guy playing the flute in my face aggressively, which is never a good thing. It's never a good thing. 
When does a guy playing a flute in your face jumping out from behind a tree? When does anybody jumping out from a tree ever go, go good? Ever? Never. When do they ever? Never. Nobody jumps out of the thing. And my friend's like, well, what if he, what if he wants to suck your dick? I go, first of all, it's a dude. Second of all, like, who, who, has anyone in the history of mankind ever been, like, jumped out and be like, let me suck your dick? It would have to be a gunpoint. And has that ever happened? Has anyone ever put a gun to somebody's head going, dude, if you move, I'll shoot you. Just let me suck your dick. It doesn't happen. Nothing good comes out from people who are jumping out from behind trees. It's never like Publisher Clearinghouse that was at Hard P. It's not Publisher's Clearinghouse with a fucking check and balloons, dog. I'm like, what are you doing? He just went. I'm like, what is this? Are you like Kenny G from the future? Come back to warn me? Is this Final Destination? Are you here to tell me the end is near? I don't fucking know, man. Some very aggressive flute playing in my face. And I just kept walking. You're like, it's kind of like when you see like a homeless man masturbating. Have you ever seen that? That is like, you just don't look at him. You just keep walking. Just keep walking. Just nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. A man just stroking his bone with no place to sleep. It was very aggressive. I, I still think it's a symbol of something bad to come. This guy fighting this guy. Yeah. Aggressively in my face. Uh, so I got a couple things I want to talk about real quick. I want to get into two, uh, UFC 202 real quick. Uh, and how basically some people think... People don't know if it's going to be a good card or a bad card or any kind of card. I'm sorry that I missed... The I missed a punch drunk. I heard everybody's good. By the way, there's a bunch of guys who love to tweet me about how great they think the show is. Every time, every time I'm on the sh- not on the show, every time, every fucking time, dude. And uh, it's re- very annoying. But I get what you're doing, and I'm fine with it. It's a very stacked card. It's a good card. There's some good stuff going on here. Ah, uh, it's okay card. It's not super stacked. But it's good enough. Um, UFC UFC 202, Saturday, August 20th. Uh, what time does that fight start? What time does it start? Hold on. Oh, oh they got some stuff on UFC. Uh, let's go through some of the fights I like. We'll do the last two because those are the ones that stand out the most. Uh, Johnson versus Tahara. By, by the way, I know I fucked that up. And I have no one here to call me on it. Glover Tejera. Is that his name? Texera? Tejera? Okay. Oh, there's also... I like this fight. Uh, Neil Magnani versus Larkin. I think that's a good fight. I really like Larkin. I really like his style. I love his haircuts. He gets that weird shit in his head. Looks like some Etch-A-Sketch shit. I fucking like it. That's a good fight. Neil is a guy that nobody... He does not look like a UFC fighter, doesn't he? He looks like that dude who, like, worked in a cubicle next to you in the office. He's like, fuck it. I'm going to try UFC. And he just went on a nice little run. Um, Obviously, I... Dude, Anthony Johnson versus Glover. Uh, I love Anthony Johnson. I hope he wins. I'd like to see him have a rematch, maybe, against... Against uh, Daniel Cormier, I'd like to see that. I think I think the guy hits a. I really want to see. I really want to see Johnson versus 
Jones. They keep saying Jones might come back earlier than they think. I'd like to see that. I don't know because he's 607 for life, son. Real quick, going to get into this uh, this uh, Nate Diaz versus Conor McGregor. Well, real quick, I want to talk about how the sometimes the big cards never work out the way you think it's going to work out. Now, never ex- exciting because you're expect you know these guys. These guys, you're, uh, you know, the number four is fighting the number eight. It's a big matchup. Okay, and everyone's saying because you know him and you know him and you you know they bang, but now the stakes are so high that they almost fight not to lose. The fight I want to see is who the fuck is that versus who the fuck is this guy. That's what I want to see. Who is this dude? Oh fuck, who's that dude? They're gonna bang, bro, and that's why Bellator can do so well because those guys are just fighting for the love of the game. Nothing's at stake right there. Yeah, the Bellator belt is, but that's what's that worth? Dude, it's not until you get in the UFC top 15, top 10 that the stakes are high. And, like, you lose, you can drop. So they fight sometimes not to win, but more not to lose. Let's see, Sue, dude, you have no clue who they are. They're like, God damn, those two dudes just threw leather. Because they have to make a name for themselves. So sometimes it's the cards you don't know who they are are the better cards than the cards where you know everybody. I don't know a lot of guys on this uh, lineup, so maybe it will be a good card. I don't know. A lot of people didn't like 200. I thought uh, it was fine. I like all these, dude. I love it. Uh, I'm a, Here's my prediction. Okay, you want my prediction on this fight? I think I want Nate Diaz. I want everything. I'm a, I'm a 209 guy. Uh, but I think... It's in everybody's best interest, including Nate Diaz, for him to lose this fight. And I know you guys don't want to think that. But there is way more money in a Conor McGregor, Nate Diaz 3 than any other fight these two dudes could do, in my opinion. Maybe Aldo versus McGregor. But I think a loss for... I mean, dude, he already has 10 losses. I mean, Nate Diaz has 10 losses. Uh, another loss isn't going to make or break him. It is going to get him a fat fucking payday. And I, I've said this before. I wish I would have called in the other day. The pun truck I tried. They didn't take my numbers. I. It's just. It's all about money right now. It is in the best interest. And there's something about Nate Diaz. And the way he's promoting this show. That is more off than I've ever seen him before. It's not the same Nate Diaz. He's not like it's. I know they just had that big, that big bottle throwing contest. I know that just happened, but dude, I just honestly believe there's something up. I hope I'm wrong, and I could be wrong, and I'm sure you guys will let me know that I'm wrong by pounding me constantly. But I just think there's a. He just has a different energy going into this fight. It's not the shit talking he normally is. I think he's cerebral. I think he's way smarter than his brother, and I love both of them. I know the fight nanny loves two oh nine. He loves the two oh nine, but I think I just have this weird feeling that Conor McGregor wins the fight, and they have a third fight, but it won't be instantaneous. He'll go down, fight Aldo, or he'll fight one fifty five. It's gonna be interesting to see, dude. At uh, one fifty five, fight um. Eddie Alvarez, but I think he's going to go 145. 
He's going to have to give that belt up soon. Just you're holding that division hostage. I love Conor McGregor. There's nothing about Conor McGregor I don't love, and there's nothing about Nate Diaz I don't love. This is a fight where I like both of them. Whoever wins is cool with me, and whoever loses, I, I hope they bounce back. Uh, Conor McGregor losing again probably will hurt his brand, even though I don't think it destroys the brand. I just... It is interesting he doesn't talk the same amount of shit. I don't think as a fighter he's any less. His bravado is different in this fight. And that's maybe why there's not as much hype. It's like, how do you talk shit about a guy that whooped your ass? Even though you threw everything in the kitchen sink and you had him rocked, you still lost. How do you talk shit about that dude? And I just think it's going to be an interesting fight. I really do. I think it's going to be an interesting fight. Um... I want Diaz, I'm going to take, I want Diaz, but I'm going to take, nope, this guy, I'm telling you dudes, I love Steve Randolph right now, but him and I are just having another fucking weird moment, man, another fucking weird moment, I don't want to get into it, oh, uh, bam. What am I talking about? Okay, so that's my 202. I hope they, I hope John Joe gets to have his ass. If I was John Jones, I would help with the fucking players or the fighters uh, union. That's what I would do. All right, so I'm really, <coughs> I don't know how much I want to get into this Kurt Metzger story. I think Kurt Metzger is a wonderful comic. I think he's a fucking brilliant joke writer. I think he's great at what he's And what he said about the whole UCB thing and this guy in New York and the insinuations that are made. I don't know if you've seen this. Just go on YouTube, put in Kurt Metzger M-E-T-G-Z-E-R Amy Schumer put it into him. Amy is back and forth. One second she's uh, saying that she has nothing to do with him, then she's throwing him under the bus and all this stuff. Some people are shocked. I am not shocked. I don't think Amy's a bad person. I do think that she has a multi-million dollar brand. Uh, and I'm not saying it's right. Listen to me when I say this. I'm not saying it's right what she's doing. I'm saying I understand why she's doing it. Because her brand is women. Her brand's women. That's who goes and sees her stuff. That's who buys her tickets. Women. I I don't think her brand is meant for men. And I don't know any guys who are like, I love Amy Schumer. I don't think they think she's, I think if you ask the average comic, she's like, she's fine. I mean, like she's doing her thing. I, don't, I just don't want to get into trashing anybody. That's not really the point of this rant. My point of this rant is, is that... I understand that. Well, there's a couple points. I understand why she did. I'm not saying it's right. But you're foolish not to think that she's thinking of her brand when she does this. And I would say if Kurt Metzger is friends with her, he would understand why she's doing it too. And that he should be okay with her doing it because he's the one saying what he's saying and he believes in it. And his basic belief is this, is that if this guy is so bad and he's raping women left and right, why haven't any charges come up? Now, I will say this. I've talked to many women and they will tell you, a lot of chicks I tell you have said, I've been raped. And that is tragedy. I am sorry that happened. Okay? I did a hard pee. 
I, I felt it. I am sorry that happened. Okay? And that they say afterwards, like, all they want to do is take a shower. They wash off evidence. They don't want to go to cops. They don't want to do any of that. I'm sorry that happens. That is horrible. There's nothing sexy about it. Like, you know, I... I'm into women enjoying it. And whatever you agree to do after that is where the thrill comes in. That's just my opinion, you know. Like, like I think the actual hitting on women is more exciting than the actual act of doing it. I think the thrill and the rush of convincing this chick to let you be inside her is, is way more thrilling than the actual act. And that's why I don't understand why taking away that choice is exciting. Now, I, I don't. Obviously, rape is wrong. I do believe falsely accusing people of rape is wrong too. And that is something that is a very sensitive subject. And I really believe the golden rule is you should never, ever, ever sexually assault somebody. Obviously. You know, but like any golden rule, it it gets, it gets, it's just a weird thing. I don't want to get too much into it, but. You know, like Ari talks about on Punch Drunk all the time, how this woman is at the comedy store and she said five times that she got raped five times. Like, why are you going back to there? You know? And there's a hysteria that comes around with the quote-unquote rape culture, which I don't think exists. I don't know anybody who is cool. I'm actually going to say something, dude. That might get, I don't know any guy who thinks it's cool openly even in even in, in in private has ever expressed that it's cool to do sexual assault against women obviously not i've had women tell me one of their not just one to many women who have expressed that one of their fantasies is to be forced to have sex i'm not agreeing with that and i'm not saying that forgives anything i'm not saying that at all i think you know obviously you choice is choice but there are women who have have that weird kind of fantasy out there what is the point of this? The point is this. I, I just think we're getting into a place in this country where men are always the instantly the bad guy and guilty. Judge, jury, executioner out the gate. And women are always the victim. And just like any golden rule of anything, it, it's always ruined by stupid people. Now this Leah Dunham girl, I, I tweeted about this before. Leah Dunham of Girls did this video about trying to stop uh, sexual assault. Yet this is the one woman who in her book talks about how she falsely accused somebody of rape. And on top of that, openly admits she'd molested her sister. Why is she allowed to, to, to be in this debate? God, I did a hard pee right there. Why is she allowed to be in this debate? Why? It shouldn't happen. Falsely accusing somebody is wrong. It's like why I'm against the death penalty, man. Yeah, ideally... Ideally, if you kill somebody, you should have your life taken. But we don't live in an idealistic world, man. We don't. And we see people all the time exonerated by new technology, which brings new proof that they didn't do it. But if we didn't have that technology, we'd be killing innocent people. And I'd rather a million guilty guys spend life in jail than kill one innocent guy. Now, listen, dude, I believe... That the majority of rape accusations are real. But that doesn't change the fact that there it happens and there's false accusings. 
But nobody ever gets angry at the people who are falsely accusing. And let me get to my whole point of this whole thing, which is this. I don't think we should ever talk about this stuff in terms of actual cases in the media until there's a final verdict. I'm not saying we can't discuss the environment of of sexual assault, obviously. It is wrong and it should be discussed and boys should know not to do that. And I, I'm going to say, without doubt, I believe that 99.9% of men know that it is wrong. And there will always be a bunch of fuck faces out there doing this thing. Okay? But I don't think... Because you can accuse somebody of something. And it not be true. And then he never gets that. There's always that. It always takes one person to go, oh, that guy got accused. Oh, he wasn't, he wasn't convicted. I don't care. He got accused. That means something happened. No, it doesn't. And statistics. I know statistically the amount of false accusations is very minimal. But then statistics fit whatever everybody wants to, f- to fuck. I just, I just think if you took it out of the media... You took it out of the media. You don't allow them to record or talk about it. It takes away the the fear of going public and accusing somebody. Because you don't have to worry about everyone their mother finding out about and all this world of shit coming at you. Okay? And you can't use the blackmail of, I'm going to accuse you of this, to get money from it. You know, it's just like I hate to say it, it does happen. And to say it doesn't happen and act like it never happens is ridiculous. Look at the Duke lacrosse thing. That really fucking happened. And then that woman went on to murder somebody. And you could see here and call uh, this, you could talk about this percentage and that percentage and this statistic and that statistic. The point is, it does happen. And it does happen to famous people. And it just takes one, you know, and it's just like, I just wish nobody would, it wasn't, it wasn't brought up in the news. We have the respect not to bring up an assault victim's name out of respect for what they've gone through. But we don't know the guy that you're putting his name everywhere. We don't know if he did it. And again, we're getting, and then if you're like, well, you know what, you shouldn't have done. Well, now you're, now he's judge, jury, and executed. Right there, bam, judge, the jury, executed, bam, done. I'm just saying we shouldn't bring it up. There are certain crimes that should not be talked about in the news until a verdict is done. And it would be better for everybody involved. I don't know how funny that rant was. I, I have a lot of respect for Kurt Metzger. He went out and he said some stuff. And, you know, Kurt doesn't even like UCB New York. Because he t- was talking about the fact that they don't pay any of their comics for performing there. And he thought that was bullshit. And he got a lot of shit for that. So this isn't sticking up for UCB. Which I'm not a huge fan of. Or what they do. Their comedy. I'm not. So I mean like dude. I think he's, I think when you sit down and you go. Hey man what's going on. There's just. Nobody wants to piss off women. Because women are 70% of the buying power. I respect and love everybody. You know. So it is what it is. Oh I didn't get into the Olympics again. God damn it. I forget that all the time. Should I just do the Olympics real quick? All right. I'll do the Olympics real quick. Obviously, the uh, Ryan Lockie shit is going down, which is anyone surprised by that? Hold on. Let me get this right. 
You're getting robbed at gunpoint by Brazilians, and you're like, whatever, with your fucking platinum platinum blonde hair. Like, every guy since the Lost Boys, you know, who was in Lost Boys? Uh, Kurt, what's his name? The Lost Boys. What's his fucking name? Lost Boys, shut up. Lost Boys, what's his name? Can we... I love how they don't tell you who's the fuck in the fucking movie. Holy shit, a lot of great people were in that movie. Kiefer Sutherland, right? Keep, You know, ever since that blonde haircut, everybody with that haircut's a douchebag. Everybody with the platinum blonde hair, douchebag. Douchebag. Okay? So, yeah, he lied about it. And it makes us Americans look bad. Because it's like we're trying to make Brazil... That's why they're booing us. Every time an American touches the ball, Brazilians boo us. Because we went out of our way to make them look bad. Where's Zika? Anybody get Zika? Anybody got Zika? Anybody getting robbed? I mean, yeah, dude, shit fucking happens at Olympics. Like two Olympics ago, some dad died in a car accident. Some trainer died in a car accident. Shit happens, man. It fucking happens. Uh, but I just want to get into something. Brazil... It's so funny, you hear all the uh, athletes talking about how horrible the conditions of the hotels are. Like, they travel all this way, they're trying to perform, and the hotel conditions suck. Welcome to being a stand-up comic, man. Welcome. That's what we do every fucking time. I've stayed in condemned buildings. Condemned buildings. Just the fucking, because they needed to put me up somewhere they didn't want to pay for Welcome to being a comic. The water doesn't work. Welcome to being a comic. You think there's bed buds? Welcome to being a comic. The paint is chipping. Welcome to being a comic. Huh? The chick you're hooking up with has a dick. Welcome to being a comic. Welcome. I uh, I do gotta say something. I am very much. Uh, I feel really bad. When I see an Olympic athlete, no matter what country he's from, stumble. When they're trying to perform, they stumble. If they lose, it's one thing. That's just the nature of the beast. You are you are going against the best as he was the best. Not everybody can be the best. Only three in the world get a, get a medal. And I love how we act like, oh, you got bronze? <laughs> like, dude, you're the third best in the fucking world. In basketball, the third greatest of all time. Who's that? Magic Johnson? That's pretty fucking good, man. LeBron James? Pretty fucking good. The only thing you can change on that is martial arts champions. You know, martial artists? Like you go Bruce Lee, Chuck Norris, then there's a fall, a drop to who? Van Damme, Seagal. So that's the only time third is really shitty. Is martial arts movie people. Bruce Lee, Chuck Norris, drop off. I mean, you could put that guy from Umbach, but I don't think he got big enough. And I don't think he can get big enough in this day and age. You know, they got Matt Damon doing his uh, touch butt in the Born Identity, like doing some weird Croft Maga, not Croft Maga, what's that weird Brazilian dance where they dance karate, dance karate? You know, just shake the camera so nobody sees what he's doing. That's all it is. That's not fighting. That's shitty camera work. Like my dad at the 1985 Tripoli reunion. I tried to watch that for one second. Threw up. 
because my dad's camera work was dog shit. But I feel really bad when they're going to do it and they trip or they stumble or they, they you know, go off sides or they fall. I just feel bad, man. Because you know they worked their whole lives to get there, at least for the last four years. They busted their hump and their moment comes and something something happens. They trip. They, 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 their footwork's bad. And they. I feel so bad for them. And I'm very sensitive to these fucking memes by these dork-ass fat fucks. Putting out, you know, memes making fun of them. Like, okay, yes, I did put something out about the Filipino diving team. That's different. Those guys didn't practice. They just showed up, which is my whole theory that I can never go pro. I can never go to the Olympics in the United, as long as I live in the United States. As long as I live in the United States, I'll never go to the Olympics. I could go to the Olympics, the, 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 the Winter Olympics, if I lived in Cambodia. There's nobody going to Winter Olympics in Cambodia. Huh? Samoa? I could run. I could, dude, those people are big. They don't run. I could run track and field in Samoa. Or do the Samoans go with America? The point is, I just got to find the right third world country that doesn't really compete in the Olympics. It's very funny, which is my theory, okay? Here's my new theory about the Olympics. I think the Olympics should be divisions like college football, college basketball in the United States, Division 1, Division 2, II, Division 3, so that these smaller countries can compete against each other with smaller populations and resources. And if you dominate your division, you can move up. I've, you know, like Russia, England, Canada, China, United States, Brazil. These are huge countries with huge resources. Not that they're better than anyone, even though America's the greatest. I get it. We're like a hundredth in math. I know. I get it. For you international people who listen to this. I get it. I respect everybody. Britain could be in that. But you could have lower divisions. So they have a chance to compete for gold. We have a huge population. Do you know that most of the Olympi- the Olympians, God, a lot of peas, man. The Olympians, a lot of them live in Southern Cal. From Los Angeles all the way down to San Diego is the highest percentage of Olympic world-class athletes in the entire world. So we have this rich area where everybody lives and they're fucking, they're, other fucking, they're banging other Olympic athletes and they're having little Olympic babies. And those babies are hooking up with other babies. And they're just having super babies. And you can't compete with that. (coughs) It should be based on your population and your resources. Like England's, their population isn't huge compared to like America or Russia or China. But they have a lot of resources. So they have a a good chance. They have a a very um, multi-ethnic population which helps them with people. Because let's face it. Like... Multi half breeds, or whatever you want, you know, multi ethnic children are good looking, better looking, smarter, healthier, and they're just they tend to be better athletes, man. It's all Darwinism, dude. Hook up with somebody who looks different than you and have a genetically gifted kid. It's just the way it is. Uh, real quick, uh, I wish I would have gotten into that. I think Rio and I think uh. The favelas, is that what they're called? The slums of Brazil? 
I think if you're somebody, especially in America, who thinks everybody should be carrying a gun, you should have to, for one year, go live in, like, Tijuana, Mexico, anywhere in Africa, like the Congo, uh, Brazil, the slums of Brazil. Go where everybody has a gun, where they have these guns, like the Congo, Liberia, you know, Chad, uh, you know. The Philippines. Go live there where everybody has a fucking gun, man. Go live there for a year. If you come back and you still think everybody should have a gun, then I'll hear your argument. Those places, everybody has a gun. You know what else those places all have in common? They're all shitholes, man. Nobody wants to live there. The point is they have less guns, not more guns. Less guns. Less guns. Less guns. So... I did uh, an hour almost for you guys. I know I ended uh, a little weird, but what can we do? I love doing this. If you guys have anything you want me to talk about, please let me know. Please let a brother know. Um, And what else, man? Steve's driving me crazy. Steve's just driving me crazy, dude. I got to be honest with you, man. He's just driving me nuts. I love doing the podcast, but he's just fucking driving me crazy and I love him with all my heart but man he just knows how to get under my fucking skin he knows how to get under my fucking skin so we'll see what happens with the international bad boys if you guys love the show you should go to the new feed just go to the international bad boys it will have the feed there please subscribe you know Please hang out with us. You know? Let us know. We got to get those numbers back up. But, uh, so that's it, man. That is our show. That is uh, how we're going to rock and roll. How we're going to be, you know, just human beings, dude. So love each other, because I love you. And uh, we'll see you next week on Twisted.